floor around the old jukebox in the candy store. The joint starts jumping till the roof comes tumbling down. Jukebox, baby, you're the swing of this doll in town. You ain't forgetting old Tina Marie.
mutinyradio.fm that was Kate Bush for that the Revillo specials Big Joe Turner Suzanne Vega Joe Jackson Perry Como The Beat Buckingham Lindsey Buckingham Lick the Tins Cordette Simple Mind Spandau Ballet Association Marvin Gaye Otis Redding Darlene Love This is Ray Anthony Orchestra if you're listening live even if you're not download Watch a movie, L W A F L M O Y T. That's what's going on. Thanks for listening. This is a fan round sound show. That John Hughes, all this stuff is from John Hughes movies.
Hello. This is uh, this is Sam Pelletier, uh, first time in San Francisco, broadcasting from the Mutiny Radio uh, Comedy Festival with uh, Pam Benjamin. Uh, do we already have our guest? We do. All right, so um, let's get um, let's get right to it. I want to introduce Pam first because we're gonna fuck around a little bit for the first two minutes, but I. Ask this next guest to talk about a heavy topic, and it probably shouldn't be just two uh, just two white guys talking about it. So we got uh, Pam Benjamin. It's <laughs> got uh, a white girl in here to talk about it. Yes, yes, that's progress. <laughs> that's called progress. Excuse me, but uh, Pam uh, is uncount. Pam is uh, the person behind the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. That's fair to say, right? Absolutely. All righty. She won't let me call. Uh, she won't let me call her the. CEO of the festival because she's too much of a socialist, but um, that's a bridge we had to blow up. Shout out to Orwell. Next up, we got, um, is our guest on the line, Andy? Yeah. Hey, how's it going, man? It's going great. Let me uh, let me try to introduce you without butchering it. I was on a plane, and they're feeding me drugs so hard, man. So, And I just want to clarify too, Andy, like this is uh, – no content rules, as many fucks as you want. I hope I expressed that clearly when I uh, called you five minutes ago to do this shit. Uh, so thank you. Um, so as I said, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit in about two minutes. But uh, one one thing about Andy, uh, besides being a former Maine State Legislature, I'm 90% sure, legislator, he also yep. uh, co-created a, uh, a really funny uh, cartoon online um, called Temp, Temp Tales. And the production is done by a group, uh, O-Chang Comics, which he uh, would cert- I'm sure he's going to insist he is the uh, worst half of. Uh, sorry if that was backhanded. But, um, yeah, Andy, could you fill in, uh, number one, uh, just what Temp Tales is? And number two, you did talk a little bit about uh, Patreon and just how folks can help with that. But just start with what, what's up with Temp Tales. Like, my friends love it. What's going on with it? Yeah, so... Uh... I started doing Temp Tales like maybe 20 years ago when I was working on a painting crew over on Islesboro, uh, island off the coast of Maine. And it's basically just about uh, all the guys on the crew. Yep. And we joke around and stuff. And so I wrote about my own experiences. I tried to make these uh, little comic strips. And fortunately, I met uh, a girl who could actually do animation. So we made you it into lucky a cartoon. Bastard. What's that? I said, you lucky bastard. Yeah, yeah, it worked out, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 basically about a bunch of bunch of dudes who are painters and carpenters and caretakers, and um, you know, riding the around their mud trucks, smoke a little weed, you know, tacker up and dump uh, uh, We have a new series that's uh, about uh, about their marijuana bootlegging um, adventures and uh, big corporate accurate. marijuana on an island. You're bootlegging. From or to an island? From an island well, to a mainland? From the mainland to the island? Just around the island. I mean, that, when I was growing up in, in the 80s, there was this whole rumor that Islesboro had the best weed in our county. And, it was, and there was all this, like, mythology about it. And, and, and so supposedly there was this super strain, and it's in all, those, all this good weed in Waldo County and stuff, and there was this – Bad scientist who made it, and all this other stuff. So I just decided to make my own version of it, and we made a cartoon. It, so it's a it's a live animation. It's not a comic book. It's not a, a graphic novel. It's an actual cartoon. 
Yeah, we started as a as a uh, like an online um, web comic, uh, but then my wife is taking animation co- courses uh, at the Maine School of Art, Maine College of Art, and uh, so we had to we had to do one of those, and then it went viral with like guys on snowmobiling forums and gun shooting <laughs> gun forums and uh, you know sort of redneck forums, and and all of a sudden we had like half a million views. We're like, what's going on? And, and at one point, we figured out that our that our fan base was like ninety nine percent guys from yep. Lincoln, Maine. <laughs> and so I was like, "Who's watching it up in Lincoln, Maine?" And I put it up on Facebook, and all these dudes were like, "Oh, fuck, dude, we've been sharing it all around up here." <laughs> fuck like, yeah, bro. <laughs> Mine is terrible. I can do a couple words, but you can tell when someone's doing a fake Maine accent if they try to do it for more than like mm, three sentences. You know what I mean? It kind of falls apart like a bad comedy set, you know. Well, the problem is even Mainers can't do Maine accents when they're try- when they when I try to record them. I try to get guys to do really. They get nervous. Talk. Yeah, they sound like um, Southerners. Really? I don't know why. I mean, part of it is because we're usually pretty drunk and high at the time. But yeah, um, I, we're feeling that over here, boss. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only um, it's only like what time is it here? It's three. Yeah, it's only three here. It is three oh four. Yeah, we're getting fucked up on a Monday. Um, nice, nice. Congrats. So, thank you. Um, so, obviously, like doing this cartoon is—I don't want to assume—but it's probably not your full-time job. Uh, very quickly, how can someone uh, donate to help? Because uh, this cartoon. I love it. My friends love it. I would recommend the first one, which I think the title's Fantasy Island, right, Andy? Uh, Meat Recall is the first one. Meat Recall's the first one. Okay, I don't want to pit your episodes against each other, but <laughs> the one that I saw first, uh, is is there an episode called Fantasy Island? That's one of your yeah. early ones, right? Yeah, yeah I recommend. Fantasy that's Island my favorite one to start people on. It's basically a true story. It's exactly what it was like when I was painting on the island. Okay, so if it's a true story, did they shoot? Did they really shoot at the birds, and did they ever hit the birds? Well, actually, the, 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 what, what happened was is as I was actually living in the house we were working on, and this, the plumber showed up, and he's just like uh, – he was actually shooting at gophers that were living under the barn. Okay, so you took but, some but liberties. But came from, a, from an old story where <laughs> there was a guy up the road from me where I grew up was like uh, – shooting shit pokes in, in, in the pond of, I don't know if you know Neil Wellover, he's a landscape painter, but anyway, he was like, uh, yeah, he, he saw some uh, great blue herons out in the pond, you know, just uh, snapping up fish, and he's just like, hey, you know you got shit pokes in the pond out back. That's a real quote. Get like, the fuck pokes. out of here. Sorry to be disrespectful. He but. shot a heron? Yeah, he was like, what, what are <laughs> shit pokes? And he's like, uh, oh, I'll just get my vomit gun. <laughs> and he's like, vomit gun? What are you talking about? And then he just went out, and the guy was just blowing away these great blue herons. He's yeah. like, what are you doing? And he's like, I told you they were shit pokes out. Oh, I'm just trying to help you out. Uh, that's that's awesome, man. Hey, hey, real quickly, um, I need to get the name of the Patreon where folks can donate, and then we got to do the depressing topic that's going to make everyone sad. So uh, can I get the Patreon real quick, Andy? Yeah, just go to patreon.com slash ochangcomics, no apostrophe. Alrighty, so this next part is going to be fucked up, but I'm really glad I have Andy here for this, and I'm confident that he'll handle it well. I don't know how much talking I want to do, because I don't want to just be two white guys talking about this, but here's the basic thing going on. So Maine is the place I'm from, right? 
So Maine's like Montana, and Andy can correct me if I'm explaining this stupid, but it is attractive to white supremacists because there are very small towns where if you move 10 people there, you can take over the town. That's one thing. And number two, it's remote. If the feds are going to come to get your survivalist fucking meth camp, it's difficult. I'm not saying Maine is full of these people, but some white supremacists have specifically moved to Maine uh, to fuck with our friends. And that's why I'm glad I have Andy, and I don't want to explain it. He can explain it better. But um, he basically finds the ra- the most racist people in Maine he can, and he fucks with them. That's what this guy does. <laughs> that's why he's on here. And Andy, uh, and oh, are you uh, are you live, sir? Am I live? No, not Andy. There's one other. Uh, do we want to do an introduction? I'd love to have him on. All right, we're having technical difficulties. Um, so I just dropped that uh, Nazi shit. I can do some Tarantino quotes in the middle. Not the, the Nazi ones, not the other ones. That's That That would make yes. Hello? It is working. Good. Hello? It is right. working. You, it you is can working. hear me? Yes, can, now we can. I can hear myself. Okay. We made it me. work. We made it work. Yay. Yeah. All right. We have Ebo Brewer here. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, What's your name, sir? Ebo Brewer. Um, I'm a comedian and uh, enthusiastic African-American. All righty. <laughs> Let's... Uh, I really did. I tried to recruit a couple of the. I didn't know Pam would be on, and I just really didn't want to have just two white guys talking about this. So, Andy, can you explain how you uh, fuck with racists in Maine specifically, and what tactics you use, and why? Oh, I, I had one. Just oh, sorry. Uh, it's also the weather. Not a lot of sun in Maine. <laughs> sun is a great enemy to uh, white purity. <laughs> Yes, we get skin cancer. That's <laughs> and it also activates the melanin in people that thought they were just straight up white, and then all of a sudden, sun gets to you. Oh, ho, 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 there's some secrets. There's some secrets. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Get a little tan there, Skyler. Andy, tell us about how you're fucking with the. Uh, oh, what, okay. what do you call him? Do you have a nickname um, for him? Proud Boys, what, Nazis. What do you call him? Well, I mean, generally, you just refer to them as chuds, although I kind of make a distinction between the real Nazis and just the MAGA chuds. Uh, But basically, uh, several years ago, I grew up in a small town in in mid-coast Maine, and I I would also point out the reason why white supremacists are coming here is we're the whitest state in the country. Uh, And so they look at our demographics and say, hey, I would like to move there and start up a compound and a cult and, you know, go for it. Uh, and so when I was growing up, uh, I, I, I grew up with this guy who actually turned into a Nazi, and um, we had a lot of small immigrants who were He transformed. Into the town. What's that? I said he transformed. Well, it's funny. He, he was actually interviewed in a documentary, and he goes, I was watching Bill O'Reilly one day, and, and it just clicked. And then he just became full on Nazi. That's the best quote uh, ever. But yeah, so he, he there were. Uh, Somali immigrants are moving into Lewiston, uh, Old Milltown, and uh, he organized this group, the World Church of the Creator, which is a neo-Nazi group, and then everybody came out to to protest against them, and that was a big thing. So I've been following following these guys for a while because I found that they were moving up here to just like – this guy was from here, but there were a number of Nazis that were moving up here because they read on like Stormfront bulletin boards that – 
hey, Maine's really white. You should move up there. So they were. Our state is not looking good right now. Is, this is not a good introduction to Storm the Maine's plating <laughs> podcast. Is Stormfront? Well, I like will a, say is, that uh, it's not like it is out in Montana or Idaho or you know out at, out in the West. It's more like a few idiots look at the the our demographics and think this would be a good place to organize the Nazis. Is 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 Stormfront some kind of message board for? Um, yeah, it it's been around for, for quite a while. It's a, it's a, like a, a, a gathering uh, collection of racist ideas. And they mm-hmm. call it Stormfront because what the clouds are white and the storm is gathering like the white. I think it's, I think it's a Nazi, it's a Nazi. Uh, reference. Yeah. Like, oh, because like Stormtrooper. Ah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would imagine. I don't know. Because okay. they're, they're okay. a part of the uh, white army. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. This is really fucked no, up. I mean, it is like funny when they they want to go to war with minorities away from minorities. <laughs> yeah, right? because a lot of these guys are complete morons. I mean, they come up here to try to be like back to the land preppers, you know, and they don't know anything about farming, and they end up always fighting amongst each other. Oh yeah, and so like. There was one guy who called himself Tom Kaczynski. He actually got a job as a town manager up by the Canadian border. That's real. And yeah, that's we were real. like the, the name up, you know, I was doing my Nazi searches. It's because Ted like, Kaczynski, the Unabomber, that's why it's familiar. Ah. Sorry. To- Sa- same last name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he, he, he was basically trying to create a white ethnostate for me. Hmm. And he created, he made his own flags. Like he always makes that's all the these fun different part. kinds of flags. <laughs> That's the fun and part. He, you know, he adopts these constitutions and stuff. He actually doesn't really have a country, but he's like um, imagines that he's trying to. And so, my buddy and I like looked at this guy. We're like, "Wait, is this guy a real Nazi? He's a town manager." Well, what's and a so real we, Nazi though? It turned out he was. It went national. He got fired like a few days later oh, okay. when he put it online. But he's just um, he, he's he's continually trying to establish a, a, a white ethno state, and it's just he keeps failing. With delusional arts and crafts, like yeah. Why, yeah. why the flag? I mean, the, the, that's the thing. That, like, uh, the flag isn't the first thing you need to work on when it comes to establishing a state. Right. Just in general, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, what, what, what's our emblem going to be? Not, not <laughs> well, I wouldn't, why would you want to create a white state? It'd be so boring. Like what peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and like what yeah, meatloaf? I, Lots of ranch, ranch well, and meatloaf. There was, like there was one. <laughs> There was one group of guys that were because I don't know. Have you know what a contra dance is? Contra dance. It's probably the whitest thing ever. Contra dance. Contra dance or contra dance. Do you know that one? Do you know that one? Contra dance. Contra dance. Like it's like I'm guessing it's like not the Nicaraguan. safety dance. Like safety. Um, Reagan dance. reference. It's like somebody plays a fiddle and they call out and everybody dances Ooh, around the circle. I want to see that. Oh, can yeah. we see it on YouTube, Andy? Is it on YouTube? I'm sure you could look up contra Man, dance. Man, I'm doing that right after this. <laughs> but like. There were these Nazis who were like talking about, hey, you know, in Maine they're really into these contra dances, and Fuck a lot yeah. of them were kind of these hippie chicks and stuff. But it's mostly mm-hmm. women, and I've watched them, and I think if we just went in there, we could be all alpha and take over the contra dance. Oh yeah. And I was like, <laughs> you can mansplain the contra dance. Mansplain, excuse me. Mansplain yeah, like the contra dance to the ladies. They go there like that, like it's like a panty raid, like in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> like are we, we're gonna go in there, we're just gonna. We're just gonna just crush it. They're gonna bro. think we're so cool because we're so alpha. Because yeah. like all the guys there, dude. Are I like got these new boots. They're gonna look at my boots and my laces and be like, "Yeah, 
He's yeah. real. He's Hip- got it. Hippie guys yeah. write poems. Though. So Aryan. Also, dude, not to interrupt Andy, but like, if you want to come with me to some of these towns where like the Nazis think they can set up and just like turn on your Tinder. Like, if you have a Tinder, go up to these places. Like, you are so gorilla underground. Dog, I'm the most underground. Like a lot of my ex, a lot of my exes have not been vaccinated. It's the truth. And I'm gonna shut up now because I'm fucked up on drugs. But uh, Andy, Andy, take it away. Well, I was just so we've been following these kind of like the hardcore Nazis. He's good friends with uh, the crying Nazi of Charlottesville. You know. Uh, oh, oh, they're, they're buddies. Yeah, they need support. Everyone needs a support system. I, yeah. You know what's funny is. Uh, uh, I have no problem with white pride um, and the, the 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 knowing your roots and being a fan of what you're about. But and that's what they say. Like a lot of these groups, they're like, "Dude, it's just about pride and who I am as a white man. Me as a white man, I feel under attack, and I understand that because considering how the country's been, and white people, white men especially, are targeted in a lot of media. But you can't say white pride and then be like, just follow it up. And, and I tell you what, these N-words got to go. I'm like, wait wait a minute. Why does yeah, it have to wait, do with yeah. any, why, why are you bringing you can us like, into it? You can like strudel. You can really be into <laughs> apple strudel. It's a German thing, and it's delicious. You, know you can I mean? like schnitzel. We're getting fucking canceled, man. No, <laughs> but you can be into the food, and you can be into the culture, but you can't, I mean, you gotta, you gotta throw the genocide to the side, you know? I tell, I if you're gonna you throw something. That, as a black man, I'll give you an example. As a black man, I think. There's no such I thing as race. I mean, oh it's, boy. It's, it's, you're no, right. No, no, no. Here, you're right. You are this. absolutely right. That's so, the truth. It's a construct. So back in the, back in the 19th century, French, the Klan the in Maine was actually assembled to fight the French Canadians. Huh. They hated the French Canadians because they saw them as an inferior race. White on white crime. That's why Andy agreed to do this. That's my last name, by the way. Most of the early clan, they had problems with different religious sects and carpetbaggers, especially in the South. White on white crime. They didn't really have any problem with uh, the black people because we knew our place. We were fresh out of slavery. Like, yo, we don't want no trouble. (laughs) So it wasn't until the resurgence that black people were targeted. So I, I asked my dad years ago, like, about French Canadians, because I didn't, I didn't grow up around French Canadians. I grew up on the south. Oh, we are. We fuck real yeah. weird, yeah. and we have weird. our own white supremacists because we have a separatist movement in Quebec. And you get white people trying to secede from something like you're gonna, we're gonna do it wrong. Like, come on, we're not great well, at that. What my dad used to always say is, I remember him telling me, he's like, dude, you know, after high school graduation, we went up to Quebec City, and those. French Canadian girls really went wild for us white guys, and I was like, "Aren't they white too?" And yeah. Canadian. Like, no, French Canadian. No, it's a whole um, other thing. I'll, I'll the tell dick's you what, different. in Indiana, uh, similar thing. If I ran into a black girl at a club, it was a given. We didn't even have to say really anything. I'm like, hey, "Oh, hey, we, yeah. me and you, yeah, all right," because we kind of tendency to like our own, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's like yeah. you. You know, you model, like, women model after their father. You know what I'm saying? If they have a healthy relationship. Men model after their mother. They have a healthy relationship. So that's not weird. It's when you exclude groups of people or exclude your own group, that's when things get funny, and that's when race gets all muddy. Well, how about this? Racism isn't the problem. Bigotry is the problem. We're all racist because we acknowledge each other's race. We say, oh, I say, oh, I'm Danish and German and Ashkenazi Jew or whatever. And that's an acknowledgement of my race. 
that doesn't make me racist. It's the bigotry that makes you. That's the problem. Pam, I do, I do want to say, Pam, that you're great and you're giving me fantastic opportunities. But like, just your voice, you sound like you're trying to sell me Dreamcatchers. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you just do, and I'm I sorry. Put I, 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 I put weed in the bag. I put weed in the bag. No, no, no thank you. I'm not saying stop giving me weed. I'm not saying that. I think it's just kind of semantics because I feel like with racism, it overall, everybody's prejudiced. Mm. I'd say that that'd be the more correct term is prejudice. We prejudge. We put people into categories. But is when you judge them negatively and have harsh consequences because of that race, that's when racism comes involved. Mm. And racism, you have to be a part of the dominant culture in order mm. to – be able to have an effect on a group of people mm -hmm. like I can't affect a white man unless I attack him, which is illegal and now cause a consequence on me. Sure. I have no power. You have to have power to be unless racist. he's on heroin. You can say he hit you first. You can probably win that. I'm I, I'm a big dude. Yeah, I'm speaking from a place of privilege. <laughs> never, I probably I probably got that one wrong and I should admit that I did. Cops come. Cops. Yeah. Cops, yeah. I fucked that one up. Me like I'm already armed. Like, oh like, no! By the like, way, that's can, scary. Can I say something real quick? Jesus I can get used to. Can I say something real quick about? Um, I really appreciate Andy because I called Andy without like he's a name in like main entertainment, and I'm really not yet. Like I'm proud of the work I do, but like he didn't have to do this, and he also is smart enough, which a lot of white people aren't, because he was like the guest. And he's smart enough to just let you talk and not be a dildo. And I know that's like the bar is too low. <laughs> but seriously, Andy, you know white guys that would fuck this up if like I called them to be a guest and they had to be respectful and listen to someone else. You know we're not perfect as a race on that. We don't do that well always, right? I'm, I'm congratulating sure. you for the bare minimum, but I still won't suck your yeah. dick. Yeah, I was going to say you just did suck his dick. Yeah, Come on. No, no, no. I won't, I won't literally. I'm too far away. I can't get to Andy's dick. I'm in San Metaphorically, Francisco right now. Metaphorically. Like, Unfortunately. Yeah. No, but ba Andy, badass. For, I still want to hear how you, we still haven't gotten to how you fuck with the, like what you've specifically done to. Well, we, go we, into have the a camp with, we have okay. a collective and we follow oh, shit, a collective. And, <laughs> oh, communists you know, is fucking here, dog. Yeah, Sorry. and so we, and so we, uh, we've been tracking the Nazis. Recently, it's mostly been like these crazy anti-vaxxer QAnon people, though, because they're friggin' everywhere, as I'm sure they are out in California as well. Uh, and so it's just a matter of, uh, you know, tracking those people down to different school boards and giving school boards a heads up. Uh, but it's really easy with a lot of these groups because they're all online and they're all on Facebook to so just sort of make a sock puppet account and then just screw with them because they're always, there's so many egos attached. And so you can like pit, pit people against each other. Now, how many sock puppets are involved? What's that? How many sock puppets are involved? Do you involved? have your own? Do you have your trademark sock puppet? I think oh, a sock puppet account that. is I'm like a fake. I'm just talking about gener generalization. I think a sock puppet account is like a fake account from know, someone. Oh, he knows. Okay. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do um, I, that's right. So this is what I was thinking you were doing when when you, he was saying, "Oh, he really fucks with Nazis." I thought that maybe you had like blow darts of vaccines, and you were like <laughs> going into like the woods or whatever, and you were like yeah, the woods sneaking of Maine. through I mean, the woods. I mean, Andy does, compact. but we got to keep it off the she off the record. She literally thinks he's in Poland. I in thought a, he was. No, no, no. I build him as Andy. Nazi hunter. That's yeah. how I like build him. A part of the resistance. Well, no, he like. Well, that's and I want to address this as a white guy. We have an incredible amount of power. I make my living as a signature consultant, getting signatures. 
white people have an incredible advantage there. Men, uh, cis, every everything about it. We don't get sexually harassed, and we don't don't get the cops called on us, and that's why the old uh, politics is white as shit. And Andy might know something about that. And I was going somewhere with this. <laughs> I, I mean, was, I will say, like, basically, what we do is we just we keep tabs on them, and we find out who is uh, in 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 positions of power, like the the Capitol Police Chief. Uh, Wait, did you get a Capitol Police? Chief? Andy, did you take down a Capitol Police Chief, or did someone else? We were all we were all involved in it. Oh, um, such a communist answer. I mean, I need a capitalist no, that's, on that's this the show. Real, that's the real talk answer. You know what I'm saying? You don't need any uh, sort of recognition for what you do. You're just doing it because yeah. You I mean, the it. way that you do these things is you sort of you know somebody writes it, but everybody's yeah. sort of involved. You're in a comedian, and that's bullshit, by the way. But keep going, Andy. <laughs> no, but that's well, what you say when I, you don't get credit. Yeah. <laughs> say say that part again. I was like, that's what you say when you don't get credit. No, man, we were all in, we all had a part to play. It's more of a, a team win than just it an is, individual. It really is because some people don't want to be uh, outed. You know, you have a lot of sources that come to you and a lot of people who are vulnerable who don't want to be the, the target of, of Nazis. Yeah. And I found that I often, it, love you know, they're really, really awful to women more than they are to men. In oh, that, yeah, yeah. Just, that's that's strange. Just that's talking strange to that Andy, these, you're a target now. It's uh, yeah. strange that these these brave men <laughs> put target women as opposed to men. Oh, yeah, boy. yeah. They're very secure. Themselves. The the main white supremacists. They're a secure people. I have one thing. One thing I, I have to tell you. Uh, yeah. I I came up in Indiana. That's where I grew up, and I was surrounded by uh, racists um, and people that. There's a lot there. Yes. Yes. And I shit you not, uh, there was a point where I was the only black person for 100 miles. I was in high school. Somebody said the N-word. Um, I beat him up and had to bite him. Oh, he's a big dude. I was just a wide receiver. And, um, but the bite thing I learned from my dad. See, my dad, he grew up in the hood. And he, you know, fighting was, fighting is psychological, you know. You don't have to be the strongest dude. You just have to be willing to do more. And the person has to think you're fucking nuts. So I bit the dude, right? Um, you know, you gotta, you can't just when you bite somebody, you gotta go in like it's a sandwich. You can't, you gotta, you try to get, you gotta try to get nourishment out of the motherfucker. Yeah. So, all right, I'm about to end it. Um, anyway, long story short, I come up from the spite. He's screaming, and I have blood in my mouth, and I'm like, okay. Which one of y'all motherfuckers ready to kill me? Oh. You got a nigga right here. Wow. And I'm outnumbered, 70 to 1. But Holy shit. That's the oh. thing. They're not, they're like, when you're racist, when you're a racist, you, you have a hole. You, and you have a flawed belief. And mm-hmm. that's what gives you bravery. So your bravery comes from a false strength. And when that's shaken, they're easy to beat. Well, it's a, exactly. I mean, it's the same thing with these Proud Boys. Like, they always show up. They always, there's always violence at these rallies whenever they're evenly matched or, mm-hmm. you know, but if there's, but if they're outnumbered, they're ne- they, they always cower away. Dude, I, Unless I, I, they're I, in a car and then they just drive through the crowds. Oh. Or they oh do that. God, yes. Man. I mean, we had a situation. Didn't they do that in Charlottesville? Yes. That's why that's <laughs> fucked up. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, no, Wait, I have sorry. to ask Andy, I, you said it in passing, but Andy's a comedian as well. I don't know. I, I stand. Write, Comedy, but I, oh. I don't do stand-up. Oh, I see, okay. I see, okay. Oh, one of those guys, the right, guys right. with the job that pays money. 
Yeah, I don't I don't do that for a living. I work in the labor movement. Most, oh, most don't do this shit for a living either. <laughs> you work in the la- <laughs> you work in the labor movement. That's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I work in the main AFL CIO. All right. But, uh, Late but yeah, we we do we do Nazi hunting on the side and uh, you know Temp Tales cartoons and stuff like that. But um, I'm gonna have to get you, you know, a Netflix special. But in mine, I'll write it, and I'm gonna have you tromping through the woods with blow darts. I'm you sorry. Do, do you, are you saying you, are, you were going to school boards? But do you do any work with uh, with any school systems and the curriculums and stuff like that when it comes to uh, what's that? Uh, do you do any work with the school boards when it comes to curriculums? Critical as- race theory. <laughs> <laughs> Not even just critical race, because I think it's named wrong. Of course, that's it the is. thing yeah. that's that's yeah, fucking sorry. it whole, all up. Because it's not critical race theory; it's history. Right, it's history. Right, it's what happened. It's what yeah. really happened. It's not exactly. theory. And, and this isn't fucking physics. They don't think the people who are going and screaming at school board members, they don't know what. The, the whole legal framework and the and the critical race theory shit. What they just don't want them teaching about is racism, and and that's another thing that I do is uh, I do presentations on the history of racism in Maine. Okay, to and like, like to kids? No, to legislators actually. Oh, legislators. <laughs> and, and They're basically members. children. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, I feel like that New like, Englanders is something are some that's... of the most oh, deluded no, people when it comes to our relationship with racism and slavery and all of that stuff. And so now we're coming out and trying to sort of educate people on that. And and it's and it's really hard for people to accept. I got point of order like five times by Republicans last time I did it. Yeah, but, uh, I mean that's the thing. Like we need to get to the children because like our generation is pretty fucked. Like people are setting their ways. We're, it's hard to get it, but if you can get to the next generation and teach them the proper history and not have, not teach a history that's not, can't be accusatory. Like when mm-hmm. I do comedy, I do comedy in a lot of uh, southern states and midwestern states where they're very, very right-leaning with their views. And I could talk to them about race because mm-hmm. I come from a point of, hey, we have more similarities as people that are victims of a government that wants control then not. So let mm-hmm. me tell you about what happened to me and let me tell you why racism is fucking all of us over. Well, mm-hmm. not just racism, back it up and just say patriarchy. Like I, uh, it's, there's a- That's penis racism. Right, exactly, <laughs> that's penis racism. Okay, fair, all right. But I, I agree with what you said about our whole generation is fucked. I just turned 47 and the implicit racism, thank you. The, the implicit racism that has been baked into my bones, it's impossible to get at. It's very hard. And even like, I'm a huge misogynist just because that's how I was sort of raised and trained. And it's like, even even when I try not to be, like I, I have to try extra hard to not be racist, but then even trying extra hard as being racist, it's so weird. It's like this weird thing of like, I don't know. It's because it's I'm fighting against what was like I was a cake and I was baked. How you conditioned. I was conditioned, right. And a lot of it is like the has the, the white liberal. You know what I'm saying? Like uh the the white conservative he sees black people as like pit bulls, dangerous, need to be put down. And white conservatives see uh black people as um uh like poodles. Teacup poodles. They're you said cute. conservative they twice. You're doing them. the liberal oh, right. so, now, right? liberal. I'm doing liberal. Okay. Right. So white liberals <laughs> They see black people, not all white liberals, just please, just, I'm just saying the general agenda of both parties treats black, one treats black people like the pit bulls and they need to be put down 
and controlled, and the other one treats black people like they're little teacup poodles. They're helpless. They need to be put in my purse. I need to clean my bath to them. They don't know better. But the, the the underlining truth is they both see us as dogs. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Shit. It's like we can't. Like I'm not helpless. Are you but workshopping your act? Are you workshopping well, your act? I think he's just That's being philosophical act. about fucking races, about what's really happening in the world. Uh, I'm not going to have an act. Uh, that's <laughs> terrible. I think that makes a lot of sense. We've been having this whole fight back in Maine on this issue because, you know, liberals around here are used to feeling like they're always the good guys on things. And so mm-hmm. now you have a lot of uh, people of color that are running for local seats. Uh, you know, a charter commission or city council and school board, and they want to talk about race issues, or they want to talk about they want to talk about the things that were never talked about. You know, in, in good in, in polite society. And so now the yeah. big fight, like the newspapers are now saying, oh, civility. There's no civility in politics anymore. There's no, you know, we used to all get along, and now there's no civility, and it's just basically code words for, you know. Uh, oh. We want to go back to ignoring the problem. Of, of all hey, uh, can I can I interrupt for a sec? Can we wrap at six forty? Yeah, uh, is yeah, that yeah, cool? yeah, yeah. We've that's done. that's 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 eight more minutes, and like this is gold. No one's gonna upstage this conversation, but I did promise a couple people. So can we wrap at six forty? Everybody good? Yeah, great, great, great. Yep. All right, thank you guys. I only said six forty because and Andy's obviously on Eastern time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know what the thing is. Uh, I, I hate the way they treat the black community when it comes to vax and unvax. Like, they tr- they want to put us in a category with these unvax assholes that got all these conspiracy theories and shit like that. And, like, man, they're trying to put nanomachines to take my balls away. I'm like, no, that's not us. Like, when I'm unvaccinated, like, I didn't want to get vaccinated, but I had to. And I still don't like that I had to. And I still don't like the fact that they did not address my concerns with being vaccinated. Mm. That they act like I have a fear of vaccination for no reason or for no serious reason. Right. And then when I mention, you know, the reason, they're just like, yeah, mm, that sucks, but shit, get the shot. Are you you thinking of like historically? Tuskegee, uh, No, and the thing is, it's not just Tuskegee. There has never, and anybody that would tell me I'm wrong or have proof, please, there has never not one motherfucking time in the United States of America ever has the medical community done anything to help black community as a whole. We've had the same medical conditions that have plagued our community since we were slaves. Sickle cell. Never, ever, not one time have they come up with something that was for the black community to help them. They saw a problem and they helped them. Every time they said that or advertised that, it's been an experiment. It's been a, a tool to... Uh, to euthanize us has been a tool to sterilize us. And so to say that we have a, 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 a un, unrational fear of, yo, we got this new vaccine. Hey, black people, this is like medical, this is like medical reparations. First of all, fuck you for saying that, CDC. Yeah, they said that in crazy. real life. That's, in real life. This wasn't Did a skit really for the Chappelle that? show. Yeah. This was real life. They said it was, this is like medical reparations. The black Holy community shit. suffering from this disease. Because like, it was free? What dicks? You're no, you're uh, you're heated. You're coming man. in hot. No, no, I understand. You've got it's like, like, it's like historical like PTSD. They 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 act like we make sacrifices. The black community has made countless sacrifices for the safety of the whole of America, and we never get any credit for it. We never get any credit for the sacrifices we make, despite the fact that we're abused constantly, and we still, because black people make decisions 
based on how things should be, the right thing to do, but not how things are. And I'm mm. done with that shit, man. Like, it's it just it just hurts. Somebody joke about a dick, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I definitely hear that as far as, like, how I hear that, like, black people and black voters are always used by both sides as these kind of pawns to make their political points. You know, I mean, what I was talking about, uh, you know, I go off on vaccines all the time, and I have this uh, Trump-supporting friend who is just like, why do you hate black people? I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he comes up with this whole thing about how black people aren't getting vaccinated or whatever. I'm like, I don't know why black people aren't getting vaccinated, but that's not what I'm talking about. But then... But then on the other side, you hear white liberals talk, you know, using black people as an example of this or that or whatever. And, and nobody's actually listening to like nobody, nobody, what people, black people are saying. People like the idea of black people, but nobody <laughs> actually deals with black people. Like politically, yeah. they like the idea sure. of the black community being a part of America. But nobody's actually figured out how to invite us in and make us a part of. Because we still don't own any significant amount of wealth in this country as a community I mean, well you did it was the uh black wall street in uh tulsa, tulsa oklahoma was tulsa. And, and it was, was dismantled was, was, in the 1920s yeah they well they came in and they killed they, everybody they and then they people. said we're taking it over that was uh uh red summer 1919 right um all that because i was in chicago where, it, where there was there was lots of there was lots of black wall streets because the thing is they like to Say the narrative that black people went didn't get over slavery. We won't get over slavery. Motherfucker, we got over slavery as soon as the chains hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the chains hit the ground, black people are like, all right, no, 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 we know where we can go. Yeah, we're good. No, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm sorry, I lied to you. I can read. I've been able to read the whole time. Uh, I'm gonna get out of here. We're gonna start these businesses over here. Then thank you, thank you for this freedom. Uh, just uh, leave us the fuck alone, please, please. Just stay over there. We'll stay over right. here. All right. And then they look over there and see us thriving because we were the skilled labor. Yeah, absolutely. Had, the we, real we skilled had, labor like, is true. Yeah. They used us, and that's why the the slavery crippled, like white ingenuity, well, because was, they didn't have to work. They didn't have to figure out better ways to do shit because they had slaves. So slaves figured out better ways to do shit, and the white people were like, you know, that's a good idea. Nigga. Hand me those plants. Well, that's the, like Jack Daniels, right? Wasn't the, it uh, one of these guys uh, slaved persons that came up with Jack Daniels recipe, and then I don't Jack think he was Daniels a slave. I think he was just black. A lot of people oh, get I that confused. <laughs> so uh, the, a lot of the, uh, this is the last thing that I want to drop knowledge bomb wise. A lot of people go, "Oh, Abraham Lincoln, he was such a great president. He freed the slaves." No, he was acting in the interests of the rich people in the North. They were yeah. pissed at the South because they didn't have free labor, and they were like, "We can't make as much money as they, they can, and it's not fair. We can't union. compete. We can't compete I, when they I, have free labor to do things. We don't have free labor. We don't want." I, slaves so so he was like well i guess we'll free the slaves it was an economic interest not a humanitarian i, I don't think it I, was purely that i yeah, i, actually I was, think it was, was a more of an economic interest no than a humanitarian one i think there was one. an economic interest in there but i think morally they didn't no. no i don't think no, that he cared about it morally at all i think not that like, that was the snow I job i don't think you understand you, you can read you can you read, read a lot of the papers and, yeah, and a read, lot of the early arguments really like he didn't he had a buddy that was black didn't mean that he would thought that they were equal to white men. He's no, like, yo, we no, shouldn't treat black people equal. that bad. He's like, okay, so when you think a black dude could do your job, <laughs> fuck no. I'm not saying all that, champ. Why don't we slow down a little bit? Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that any of these guys thought that black people were equal, but I do think that they hated slavery, and they wanted to figure out how to contain it. 
And the thing is, they and didn't I like the way it made them feel. Really, they didn't. It was like Obama they, was like for, uh, what was it? He he was like said marriages between a man and a woman. Well, we know that he supported gay marriage. He did. He did so much. He wasn't going to do it until to it support gay marriage. He did. More for, uh, but he had to lie about for... it at first. He had to lie. He yeah. had to lie he, like a mother. I, I think that that's the way that, that, that Lincoln was with slavery. I don't think that he it, it makes him pure, you know. I don't you know, think he's pure, evil. I don't think anybody's person. pure evil. Like, I think yeah. people, I think everybody's just trying to do the best they can for the people they care about and the causes that they love. And he loved America. And he would be willing, like he said, if I could, not, if I could preserve the Union by not freeing one slave, I would. If I could preserve the Union by freeing all the slaves, I would. If I could preserve it by freeing half the slaves, I would. But he just cared about the United States. And that's what a president should do. Yeah. And, so, can I, and can I also say, in order to win the Civil War, uh, Lincoln pushed the Constitution maybe as far as any other president, as far as throwing state legislators in jail and suspending uh, habeas corpus. Like, he was... And I'm not saying he wanted to do this because of ending slavery. I think ending slavery was convenient because once he made it about slavery, the Europeans backed off because they were smart enough not to spend money on a losing side of a war that also supported slavery, which they had abandoned 50 years before. Even the Russians beat us to that. But, um, but yeah, that was I, – I think that – I think that obviously we don't know what Lincoln thought, but he did go far and beyond I'm as far as no he threw some people in. <laughs> he threw people in jail for talking. He tried a little. Am I accurate? I think that the radical, the radical Republicans, the, the problem was Reconstruction didn't go far enough. And I think if it wasn't for far Andrew enough. Jackson, I think things radical, were radical old school Republicans think radical. That these radical. Are the, Remember the Democrats were the ones that used to they like lived, slaves. They lived in New York, and like this was the liberals of the day. The Democrats were the ones that owned slaves. They well, were they the Dixiecrats. It was fine. It was, things were I mean, fine until Andy. Fuck New Hampshire. What are you doing? Reconstruction <laughs> fucked us up. Well, Andy, Someone we're gonna have argue? to. We're gonna hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't want to cut off Andy because um, I think both the junior legislator who I got – I shouldn't have said that. I'm fucked up. But the legislator we got and the creator of Mainsplaining, like neither one of them would want to – Mainsplaining. That's the podcast tentative title if we don't get sued for someone else having it before. But uh, listen, I'm not, I don't want to derail this conversation, and I think both my other guests would understand, but I have to take two minutes to make a pitch, okay? Are you ready for a pitch? Everybody good for a pitch? Five yeah, minutes total. Are we wrapping? Are we wrapping? Uh, are we wrapping this total thing at three? All right, we gotta wrap this whole thing at five. So here's my thing. I like you, Andy. I haven't seen your face. I hope it's not stupid. <laughs> we gotta meet up sometime, man. No, no, no. If you watch the cartoon, I've heard uh, a lot of mutual friends of mine and Andy, because Andy and I don't know each other that well, but mutual friends have said there's a character in the cartoon that looks just like exactly fucking like him. So just watch the cartoon and you'll see a guy who looks like Andy. But um, I want to <laughs> say something in vaccines because I believe that the vaccine is good, but I understand why uh, black – I don't really understand black people, but yeah. because I'm from Maine, I shouldn't – Claim that I do. It'd be That's stupid. Good. That's a good place to start. That's a good place to start. I understand working class white people because I've had to pretend to be them for canvassing campaigns for most of my uh, working career. And Andy's giggling, but he knows. He knows what we do at the uh, Democrats. Uh, fuck you're also Franco-American, so you're not exactly white. No, I mean, the dick game is different. I'm not going to say it's not a little different. 
but there are some terrible French Canadians in Quebec. Like, bust <laughs> those racists next. Look at the racists in the Quebecois uh, Quebec liberation movement. Like, boat, they're not that far away from Jackman, How bro. How far like, are they from the six? From the what? The six. What's like, Wow, I, I, I'm so white, I don't get that. Let me, let me do my pitch. Okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not talking. Uh, all right, here's the pitch. Uh, super quick. Um, so I don't know how much I'm supposed to say about helping this campaign out, but I don't know if Andy knows this, but I'm what's known as a signature mercenary, and that's important to know in California because California has the most expensive petition system in the world, probably. As far as like, do you know how much Uber spent to bust their drivers union? And uh, shitload. Yeah, yeah. And Andy, uh, you'll appreciate. I'm gonna tell you something off the air about the effort to bust the drivers union somewhere else, but uh, you'll appreciate it. But um, all right. I was gonna talk about petitions. Here's the thing. So with uh, political reporting in Maine, and Andy will probably tell me if I get this stupid. Here's the thing. Uh, if you do something politically where someone pays you to do it politically, it is public information, but it takes Andy, check me on this, three months or so for the campaign finance report to come out. Mm -hmm. All right, so there's an effort to do single-payer health care in Maine, and I'm really glad to mention this in California because the legislature tried, but Democrats are weak, as we've discussed in California, to do this. And uh, we can talk more about weak Democrats, but um, super quick, um, if you want – to use money to get something on the ballot, it cannot be a political, uh, it cannot be an education nonprofit, which is a 501c3. Andy, check me if I'm fucking this up. It has to be a political nonprofit, uh, which is a 501c4, non deductible. Yeah. There's rules about that. It's because you can't deduct something that you're using for political reasons. But um, so I'm trying to help out the folks for single payer in Maine. They want to do a statewide single payer referendum, even if it doesn't work. We get to say healthcare over and over again, where you don't know this name, the two of you, when LePage is trying to get elected. So it's fucking important. And we got uh, 501c4. Is Speaking Maine, of racist. Maine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about LePage till the, till the time is over. But Maine healthcare action. I really need donations. Andy, I know you're... You're not a money bags, but if you can chip in 60 bucks or something. Maine Healthcare Action is the 501c4. We want a single payer healthcare system on the main ballot. That's fucking important. Uh, okay, so that's all I'm going to do on that. Uh, Andy, can you talk about Maine's uh, former governor, Paul LePage, and his feud with uh, Rachel Maddow for the rest of your time, if you could? I'm not <laughs> telling you what to do, but please do that. I'd enjoy it. I, I don't even remember what LePage's feud with Rachel Maddow was. I seem to remember, like, Rachel Maddow trying to get comments on him and, and, and LePage's public information officer just fighting with her. But LePage is uh, – actually, he's a Franco-American, and he's a diehard racist. Die hard, dog. These two have no idea. Google oh, yeah. all LePage, like, man. He's famous for saying up. that people of color are the enemy because they're coming in to Maine and – Selling drugs and impregnating white women. What? No, yeah. I have to. I have to interrupt, and I have to shout out Trent Wells, who's an amazing Boston comic. He's on Nick's Comedy Stop a bunch of times, and he has a joke about this, and he's a black dude. And I gotta tell the joke. I'm, I know I'm dick riding, but Trent Wells, this is his joke. He goes up and he says, uh, at my show, he's like, uh, Paula Page said that whenever black people come to Maine, it's to sell drugs and impregnate white women. And then he looks at the audience and he's like. 
And tonight, yes, but not always. Right. So I just wanted to uh, shout out to Trent. Uh, sorry, Andy, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And so he, he's pretty bad. And so what he always would say is, like, I have a black son. And it was basically he was on a golfing trip, and he had a caddy who was from Jamaica, and he paid for his visa. Trent's Jamaican. It's perfect. Oh, that was tokenizing. Sorry. Call me out. Cancel me. Whatever. Sorry for interrupting, Andy. <laughs> Google yeah, Trent Wells comedy. He's a good fucking comic. His whole thing was basically, like, gut the safety net, screw the poor, uh, cut taxes on the rich. But he was he was particularly really vicious against welfare programs because he grew up on them. Like, his family was very poor. So bite the hand that feeds collect- you? That makes no sense. Why would you bite the hand that feeds you? Well, it's basically kicking the person under you who's coming up on the ladder. You know, He got that benefit, and now he's like, screw everybody else because he's ashamed of it. And so it was just this visceral hatred of poor people. Um, and so that's how he basically ran his whole thing. He, he was run by think tanks, basically, his whole government governorship. And so now he's trying to run again, turned out after eight years, and now he can run again. So he needs to be defeated. He's terrible. He's abusive, and he's a bully. And he's running again. So if you're in Maine, we got to stop LePage. And both yeah. him and Janet love the corridor, so that's a problem because there's going to be a third-party anti-corridor candidate that's going to hand him the Blaine House. So let's organize now. I'm. That was well, that's sick. on the ballot this year, the corridor. So I, that may be a settled issue. I'm not sure. Dog, that's not going to be a settled issue. I'm sorry, but I strongly disagree, Andy. The corridor is not going to be fucking settled by the time that governor's race. Happens. I, I just, I oh, don't think it's going to be as big of a uh, issue in the campaign. I mean, it, you could have a you could have a third party candidate that runs on it, but if you live on the coast like I do, you don't care about the corridor. That's fair. I hear you, Andy. Sorry for raising my voice. I'm on the coast, bro. Fucking corridor shit. <laughs> What's that? All right, he was he was being funny. Uh, all right, Andy, it's been a pleasure to meet you, and um, congratulations on your beautiful cartoon that I can't wait to see, and on your Nazi hunting. Yeah, yeah, it was good to meet you all. Thanks, Andy. Uh, I appreciate it. Great. I'm going to have dinner now. Okay, all right. Thanks so much to Andy. Tell us his name again. I forgot his last name. Andy O'Brien. O-Chang Comics. Andy O'Brien. O-What Comics? O-Chang Comics. Sorry about the West Wing thing. No, no, no. This has been been a special episode of Mainsplaining. And I hope that you donate to the main health... Yes, I was about to. I got cut off. Go ahead. No, you're going. You walked on here and you made the interview. Like, thank you so much. Are we still on the air or am I just being a pussy? No, no, no. You're still on the air. Thank you. You already talked about black people not getting paid. Oh, the the thing about the differently abled. Cut that in post. I don't want to say retarded on the air. Oh, did you say retarded? Am I still on the air? (laughs) Yes. God damn it. Well, all right. You heard. Good evening. Good evening. Fuck. Go. Nine o'clock in Connecticut and three in the morning. We're here at crawling state-of-the-art studios in Newton Media. Is Ebenezer's abode, and I'm here to bring you Gates of Delirium.
a weekly show that I, in which I bring two hours of the very best, most obscure, scintillating, progressive rock and roll. The microphone is very sensitive. Popping, dropping all over the place. So anyway, we're going to bring you, we're going to start off tonight with some classic Genesis. Actually, 50th anniversary of this album. Her best album, I believe. Live. Her album, Selling, Selling England by the Pound, is the Firth of Coast. Mutiny Radio. FM. Like a cancer growth is removed by skin.
was Genesis. Birth of Fifth, her album Selling England by the Pound. Selling England by the Pound. Here at the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of Mutiny Radio, I have a plethora of microphones to choose from. I think I've solved my microphone problem. I'm on mic number two. It's a lot more forgiving than the bully that was mic number Once again, my name is Ebenezer Spode. I'm sitting in for the original guy who started off several weeks ago, but still lost in the morass. Moral ambiguity, loss of purpose, crumbling framework of meaning, and obesity. He's got the five curses of the 21st century, five curses of the schizoid man. All he can do is eat fudgesicles and wait for the bluebird of meaning to alight upon his shoulder. If he has nothing else, he does have hope. Valiantly, facing each day within the void of no meaning, but with that innate and indefatigable human spirit keeps us believing that we are can be and will be so much more than we imagine. The next band I'd like to play is Osric Tentacles, awesome space prog band from England. This track is called Dizdot. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. FM. 